Are you passionate about barbecue? Do you love the sights, the smells, the sounds, the heat? Well, if you said yes, you came to the right place. Join me on my competitive barbecue journey as I share tips, tricks, timelines, and techniques to help you reach your barbecue dreams. My name is Kurt Mueller, pitmaster of Atomic City Smokers, and it's no secret I am an absolute barbecue fanatic and have had so many wonderful people help me on my barbecue journey. I decided I would create this podcast to help others compete on the pro circuit or become the king of their backyard barbecue. This is Barbecue for Newbies. All right, welcome in folks to the Barbecue for Newbies podcast. Today I'm joined by the pitmaster from the One-Eyed Pig barbecue team out of Union, South Carolina, Mr. Kenny O'Shields. Kenny, thanks for joining us. How are you? Oh, good, Kurt. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So for our listeners, give you an idea, Union, South Carolina is about uh, two hours or so from where I'm located in North Augusta, South Carolina, and had the pleasure of actually meeting Kenny at a at a barbecue cooking school of all places. That's Imagine that. Right. That's right. <laughs> And uh, we we stay in touch on social media, and we were we saw each other again this past weekend at at one of the yeah. biggest competitions in the southeast. So yeah. we're glad he's here. And just like we always yeah. like to do with our guests, we always like to chat about barbecue journey, the journey into this crazy world of competition barbecue because it is a crazy yeah. unique world. So, Mr. Kenny, I'll I'll point I'll put the question on you. When you know what what started all this? How did this journey start for you? Well, it's um, it's crazy. I I I grew up cooking barbecue and hash with a good friend of mine's family. They had a a family-owned barbecue place where on the holidays they cooked all night. We cooked whole hogs through coals under whole hogs all night, and um, kind of put it in my blood that way. I've always cooked for family stuff, church stuff, and then it got to where you know, every now and then somebody would ask me to come cook for, you know, uh, a birthday or a, a wedding or something like that. And um, a lot of people like the barbecue that I put out. And then one day, uh, well, my wife and I had a little cabin down at Lake Murray. And um, the girls and then got older and we didn't quit water sporting as much. And so sold my boats and then we got out of the lake business and um about a month or two I I guess I was worrying her to death and she told me you have to find something to do I mean I I just you know you gotta you gotta get this out of your system whatever you know competitive I've always been competitive so I said you know what I'm gonna buy me I'm gonna buy me a pit and I'm gonna go try uh, with some local tournaments just in South Carolina. It's the South Carolina Barbecue Association. So I did that and had success pretty quick. I mean, you know, caught on pretty quick. A lot different than what I expected, you know. Um, that was in 2019. So next thing I know, I've ordered a trailer. I've, uh, <laughs> you know, I had to upgrade. I, I bought a trailer before I had a truck big enough to pull it. <laughs> so I got my cart before the horse. So I ended up having to get a truck big enough to pull the trailer and one thing and another. And what was going to be about once a month turned into about three times a month. And um, 
just fell in love with it. My wife likes it. You know, she goes with me. She she was going with me, and then uh, I was fortunate enough to meet a guy in South Carolina Barbecue Association. His name was Josh Roberts, mm-hmm. um, a good friend of mine. He founded Hog Mafia with uh, Morris Gray. And they cooked out there on South Carolina, and they cooked in some KCBSs, not a lot. But um, he got diagnosed with cancer last May, and he asked me, uh, it was actually a year ago, uh, Greenwood. He mm-hmm. said, you come and cook with us for Greenwood. It's four meats, and, you know, we just need the extra help. We'd love to have you. And so I said, yeah, sure. So went and we had good success. We we won the brisket category and we actually finished eleventh last year overall. And so that hooked me even more. But then he asked, uh, you know, he told me about the cancer and all that. And he said, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna beat this, if I'm not, you know. But I love barbecue and I want to cook as much as I can for the next year. And I told him, I said, man, you. When a trailer hooks up, I'll be there. I mean, I'm going to commit to you. Let's do this. So it was me and Josh and Alan Johnson and uh, Mo, Morris Gray. And we went from there. We took off. Uh, me and Josh and Alan went to Whistle Stop about a month later and actually won that tournament. It was amazing because the emotion, you know, not to mention there was probably 80 teams best teams in the world. You know, Brad Loniger finished second to us. Um, I mean, wow. I, I mean, you're talking about a feeling of, you know, just so needless to say, I was hooked. Um, we pushed it real hard last year. That was the best one we had. We didn't, we, we got some calls after that, but we never did win another one. So this year, um, we started out hot and heavy, went to Florida, got a rib call, went to uh, Sipping Swine, got a rib call. And after Sipping Swine, uh, Josh, he was just, he went downhill and he passed away March the 10th. Mm. And so after that, I decided, you know, that it was time for me to go back to my trailer and do our thing again, you know, um, so that's what we've done and ended up, me and Mo switched trailers. He needed something smaller because he wanted to do just small events and I wanted to go KCBS. Or I mm. love with that, you know, that competition. So that's how I got here. And now the One-Eyed Pigs cooked in four events. We finished um, third in Calhoun. We finished fifth overall in at the Jiggy, and then we went to Maryville, Tennessee, and finished 14th, and then 21st in Greenwood. So we're holding our own. It's kind of all over the place right now, trying to get some recipes nailed down. But, yeah, that's my journey, and um, I'm here, hopefully for the long haul, headed to Apex next, and then uh, Savannah. So. How about that? Well, I'm looking forward to Savannah as well here in about a month and appreciate you sharing that that story it's a pretty powerful story about the barbecue family about friendships about just passionate you know meeting other people that have the same passion that have that that competitive 
spirit, you know, but also enjoy enjoy cooking. And one thing I wanted to camp out on that I think is really neat is you're you're one of the few pro teams out there that has a really cool mascot, as I call him. Uh, my two boys loved him. Uh, his name is his Jimmy Dean. And for our listeners, it's it is literally a one-eyed pig. It's a he's silver colored, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. You got the one-eyed patch going on. And he's got a cigar, and uh, he's got tattoos all over him. And the tattoos are other teams that we compete against or met over the time we've been in it. I'll leave Jimmy Dean out, and it's not uncommon to come back by and there's two or three stickers laying there, you know, that they put down and walked on by. So it's pretty neat. It's a way to meet people. You know, it's a conversation starter, and uh, we have fun with it. So, yeah, old Jimmy Dean, he's a character. I love it. Yeah, I was like I said, I was fortunate enough to get to meet Jimmy Dean uh, this past weekend. I took some pictures with my boys. So that's pretty cool. So switching gears for just a second, wanted to go back to, you know, your your initial start, you know, in this journey, which is very, very similar to our start. You know, we cooked a couple of SCBAs just like you guys did, you know, cooked several GBAs. I'm curious because, you know, I, I have for me, like if somebody asked me, you know, Kurt, why, why do you enjoy KCBS over some of the other different types of events? And for me, it's because there's brisket and I love cooking brisket. I can't tell you why. I'm curious though for you, Kenny, what, what about the KCBS events do you really like? Well, um, to me, KCBS is the best of the best. I mean, that's the best barbecue pit masters in the world. And in any given weekend, you're cooking against those guys. I mean, in Greenwood, Rooters and Tooters is second in the nation right now. And on down the list, I mean, you had uh, Smoke Me Silly is mm -hmm. up there. Uh, so you can cook against the best a lot of times. And, and you know, as, as the Bible says, is iron sharpens iron, man sharpens man. And that's, you know, the way I've always been competitive. I've always wanted to play ball against people better than me, play golf with people better than me, or fish with people better than me. And that's the only way you're going to, you know, play better is to do that. And I think there's nothing wrong with South Carolina barbecue. I love South Carolina barbecue. I love the people there. And there are some cooks there that if they ever decided to go KCBS route, there's no doubt they would make a big splash in that world because they're good at what they do. And it shows by how many times they win. Right. But for me, I like to travel. I like to uh, see different places, uh, different states. You know, fortunately, the you know, I own a business that, that allows me to be able to go do some of this kind of travel. A lot of times we'll leave Thursday morning and just, you know, the fellowship, you know, meeting you, meeting your boys, you know, seeing them have a good time and, you know, cooking and doing that. That's what it's going to take to keep this going. That's exactly right. So paint us a picture, you know, what, what are, what are the tools that you're working with? What kind of smoker are you using? Is it a stick burner, using drums? What, what's your, what's your choice? Well, I just switched at Greenwood back to my outlaw patio. I have an outlaw mm -hmm. patio that I cook. I like chicken in a barrel. I like the idea of the fat dripping down on the coals to give it that. Cause chicken's hard. Chicken's, I mean, hard for me because I've always cooked pork and ribs and, you know, forward brisket a little, but chicken is like something I never even thought about cooking competitively. And 
Um, it's tough. So any little thing you can do like that, it's it's hard to get that on a stick burner. You can get the smoke, but it's hard to get that flavor back into it. So uh, I think the right now that a lot of the successful chicken cooks are cooking on a drum, we cook against some of the best chicken cooks. And then um, for my outlaw, it's a stick burner uh, made by Jay Craig up in Indiana. I love that pit. It's so efficient. It cooks even about one stick every 30, 40 minutes. And I'm cooking hot and fast and I move it around. I can, you know, move move around depending on where I am in my cook to get more flavor and more moisture. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a lot to, to deal with, but if you, if you can time it right, I, I love an outlaw. I love a stick burner. It just, it's got a good texture, good flavor, and you can get a smoke ring. We was cooking our brisket on a barrel, you know, just decided to change up in Greenwood. I wanted to see a little bit more smoke ring on the meat. Um, the barrel wasn't giving me quite what I wanted because we cooking over water half the time. And it didn't make a difference. We got a 10th place rib call in Greenwood. And I think it was because we made that move to the outlaw. I really did. Right. Now, have you always been a hot and fast cooker or did you start low and slow and kind of morph into the hot and fast? <laughs> I started out low and slow. I cannot do anything with a little bit of rest. I mean, that is all night with a stick burner. Even if you got... Uh, a gravity feed with the with the blowers and all on it you know and I do I have a stump wheel in my shop that I cook on regularly but for some reason I don't trust it I don't trust it as much for competition it just makes me nervous so I started out slow I still like to cook slow when I'm not in competition but competition I can get up at four o'clock in the morning like the pits and be done you know I don't I can sleep from 10 to four and I'm good. I've been an early riser all my life. So it, it just works for me. Yeah, that's a great point. That's something that I learned really quickly. You know, after a while, staying up all night, watching a pit, it's not fun anymore. You're tired. You start taking, what I found is we started taking shortcuts because we were tired. You uh, know, we were a little grumpy, irritable. We were snapping at each other and we start cutting corners. And of course that, you know, you cut a corner here, you cut a corner there, and that just kind of compounds on itself. And nice. I did exactly in, in Greenwood, because I, I struggled with my timelines in our first KCBS cook. I, I, I really struggled with them down in Waynesboro on, on this one in Greenwood. I decided I was going to start the pit at four o'clock, just like you said, and get, you know, start getting the meat on around five. And that mm -hmm. worked out really well. And to your point, having that, you know, five to six hours of good sleep, it just, it makes it so much more enjoyable. You're right. And another thing too is you, you figured this out already. I know, especially at the Atlanta barbecue class, attention to detail is unreal. I mean, focus is the difference between a mediocre team and the good teams, the great teams. You know, when Lee Hickle started weighing out his ingredients, <laughs> trusting the cup, I mean, you know, that's attention to detail. Right. Some of it may be overkill, but if you get laser focused like that, then 
you're not going to make that many mistakes or shouldn't make that many mistakes, you know? So the great cooks can overcome, can improvise. That's the difference when a storm rolls in and everything gets wet or it's 104 degrees and back there where the pits are cooking, everything gets done 30 minutes earlier or whatever. A, a great cook can improvise and save it. Right. And there guys that, you know, just getting started or hadn't cooked a lot, that, that's where you learn. That's exactly where you learn. You got to take those mistakes and write them down and uh, just try to overcome that kind of stuff. And I, I really think if you look at the teams, I mean, there's that barbecue data site. See, I mean, Rooters and Tutors is 257 events. Wow. Think of the experience. I looked at that today, as a matter of fact. And, I mean, you got teams that, that's cooked 100. I mean, we're cooking against teams, you know, and I, I'm a newbie too, Kurt. I mean, I've probably cooked in 15 competitions. Right. Yes, but four on my own where I'm calling all the shots. I mean, you got to learn it. it. It just, you know, um, a good friend of mine, Adam Dawkins with Bad Rooster. You know, he came out. He's in his ninth. He just finished his ninth tournament, and he's already won a grand and had three 180s, I think. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. But, you know, he's got some people that that are kind of helping him along that's telling him some things, and, you know, and he's a good – he's a great fire manager. He he knows his pit. He knows how to run it. And if you do that, then you, you're going to have more success. That's exactly right. I'm glad you brought that attention to detail up, and I think – uh, recently, I've been asked a lot, you know, well, what's the difference between competition barbecue and barbecue that you cook at the house? And the big one is, and I'm upfront with people, is attention to detail. You know, I'm not going to, if I'm just cooking at the house, I'm not going to weigh out stuff. Now, right. I know there is some school of thought to where I know some people say, well, you really ought to practice just like you're cooking in a comp. To me, I'm just I'm just not going to do that if I'm at the house. I'm going to, you know, so, but to your point, I think attention to details, uh, one of them, but I also think it's, it's interesting because the way that I cook and maybe you're this way, the way that I cook at a competition, I don't cook anywhere near like that at the house. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it ain't even close. No, no, not even <laughs> close. I'm using rubs that I've got at contest and I'm doing, um, you know, just, Whatever, you know, it's just enjoyable. I'm not looking at the clock. I ain't worried about the thermometer. I mean, just, you know, I look at it. If it looks good, it's time to wrap, you know, or whatever. I'm not focused, laser focused. But one thing I wanted, I want to switch gears just for a second and chat about, because you are relatively, like you said, you know, you've, you've been doing this about three years. You've got, I think you said 15 or 16 KCBSs under your belt, which, you know, is a heck of a lot more than us, a heck of a lot more than, you know, 99.9% .9 of America. With that kind of new newbie status, so to speak, you've, you've been, you've experienced some success. You, you know, you, you had the, the, the GC uh, where, you know, uh, you, you beat out one of the best teams in the nation. Um, and, and you've also been able to get, you know, some, some support, some sponsors along the way. So I wanted to touch on that because, I get asked a lot from these younger teams, just like us, well, we want to get sponsors. And sometimes, you know, and I, I fell into this trap too. Sometimes you just got to 
let that play out as it will and not. I'm curious, though, what, what was it like for you, you know, getting those sponsors, you know, the Atlanta barbecue store, Heath Riles, what was it What was it like for you? What was that journey like? Well, with both of those, it started out with Hog Mafia, and then they kind of just followed me to my team. But with Brian and Ellen, they, uh, at Atlanta barbecue, they were amazing for Josh and, and what they done, they raised money. They, they came up with these shirts that had cancer sucks on it and had their logos and on the back and stuff like that and sold them for, I think 20 bucks and sold a boatload of them. I'm telling you, I mean, and then, uh, I remember Josh telling me that they, they handed him a check for the money and it was a lot. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a lot of money. And I know, it was enough to pay his deductible and he was, you know, he had a high deductible. So just meeting them and um, hanging out with them, you know, and stuff and, and meeting their kids and all that. It's just uh, good people. I mean, you know, you think of some of these people like Heath Riles and some of these guys are untouchable, but really they just been awesome. Struggle with our pork a little bit and, um, He's got a mutual, we got a mutual friend with he, we don't get to talk to him much, but he gives us messages, sends us recipes and stuff. You know, try this on your pork. Are you doing this? Or, you know, this might be why it's, you know, um, a little bland or your, your rub's not sticking or whatever, you know, but that's been tremendous for us. And then just regular teams, you know, helping us out. Plates, Bill. You know, we met them at uh, Sip and Swine, I think, and Lakeland. I believe they were at both of them. And, man, world of knowledge, great guy, you know, him and his wife. So the sponsors, is, it does help a lot. They do. I mean, I ain't found a diesel sponsor yet. but <laughs> <laughs> Hey, good luck. <laughs> but it is coming down a little bit. We're, uh, we enjoyed that. I hope we enjoy that going to Apex. That's about a three and a half hour drive. So, but it's expensive. I mean, it's it's uh, and it's an expensive hobby. Me and my wife, we um, we cook barbecue on the side and kind of make up that you know difference. Fourth uh, of July, we cooked two days and sold out both days. So we use that money to kind of you know help out. Sure, and I've noticed a lot of a lot of teams do the do the same thing and not to mention it it gives you practice and if you can offset it a little bit and, and for our listeners you know this is something we've talked about a couple different times on the show if you're getting into competition barbecue to make money you yeah. better go find something else <laughs> so, yeah it's, it's i tell friends of mine you know it's like bass fishing you buy a sixty thousand dollar boat and all this equipment and you throw the fish back you know right. you <laughs> So, uh, so, and that's the way barbecue is. I mean, I, I actually, other than just tasting what's going in the box, I don't want to see it. I don't want to look at it. And, you know, on the way home the other night from Greenwood, we stopped and ate pizza. I mean, you know, right. furthest thing from barbecue. So, but yeah, you can't make no money. I mean, I'm sure there's some guys out there that, that break even or make money, but you know, I'm a glory. I'm a, I'm for the glory, the trophy. I'm not a points chaser. You know, um, I can't afford to to cook that many. I mean, I think they count ten 
uh, of your best scores. And, you know, if I'm lucky, I'll do 15, which I could, you know, but these guys already cooked 30 events, -ish, you know. Already, yeah. yeah. You know, with the doubles and everything. That's right. So for, for our listeners that are sitting here thinking to themselves, you know, I really don't want to get into competition barbecue. I just want to become a better backyard cook. I want to be the king of my cul-de-sac, king of my street. Right. Because we've got about half and half, I would say. Half our listeners are in competition barbecue. The other just want to become better mm -hmm. cooks. I'm curious, though, from your standpoint, you know, if you're cooking at the house, and I want to camp out on brisket. We haven't talked about brisket in a while. But if you're cooking brisket at the house, what's a good at-home recipe that you'd be willing to share with, with those listeners that, that just want to become better at brisket right. at home? Well, to me... Um... A brisket needs to be injected, even if you're cooking it at home. I mean, it does have a lot of fat in it, but that injection will help break down. That's a tough piece of meat, you know, you start out with. And um, I would, you know, get some beef consomme, a can of beef consomme. When you put it in, fill the can back up with water and do that, and then inject it, and then rub it the night before. I do use salt, salt pepper, garlic. I mean, that's um, simple. I've got a rub that's got a little bit of coffee in it. Um, I like that taste. Personally, I wouldn't use it in competition, but for me, I do like a little bit of coffee grounds in, on mine, um, ground up. Just take it out and, you know, in the mornings, kind of got that's already set up on it. Gives you a little bit of bark to start with. Put it in the hottest part of your grill to start with. I would say the first hour you need to be cooking above 300, uh, somewhere between 300 and 350 to plump that meat up real good. Put it in a, a pan, catch the drippings, wrap it, put some consomme, beef consomme in there, wrap it up, and then about halfway through the cook, take the foil off the top, flip it over where you put the fat side up instead of down. By then, your bark should be set good. I love that. Simple, you know, SPG, yeah. salt, pepper, garlic, hit it with some beef consomme. I love beef consomme. Yeah. Um, hit it with really, there's so many great injections out there. You know, Heath Riles makes a great brisket yes. injection, you know, meat church, butcher barbecue, Cosmo. I mean, they're, they're all great and you really can't go wrong with any of them, especially if you're cooking at the house. But I would say, you know, find the one that you like. Of course I use Heath Riles. But, uh, sure. It's great. He's got a beef rub. He's got the uh, garlic jalapeno. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I use it on everything. Everything. Nothing better than a baked potato with garlic jalapeno or the garlic butter rub in it. That's awesome. Amen to that. The Heath Riles garlic jalapeno and the beef rub, I really, mm -hmm. really like. Uh, I've also tried his pork injection just at the house, and it's really, really good. So, yeah, he he he's got it going on. You know, he's got yeah. uh, a heck of a lot more GCs than I do. <laughs> so he's he's probably got a heck of a lot more GCs than most of the competition world. But yeah, you know, I think the big thing here is, and this is the theme that we keep hearing, when you're cooking at the house, be creative. You know, you know, try new things. But sometimes Absolutely. simplicity is key. Salt, pepper, garlic, some injection, some beef consomme. Right. You'd be amazed at at the difference it makes. <laughs> Because I think a lot of people are really intimidated to cook brisket. It's a big piece of meat, 
and they don't want to mess it up. It's not cheap, you know, mm-hmm. even, even choice, but it, it's just intimidating for me. I love it. You know, I, I I'm kind of like you, I want to, I seek out like the challenges, right? If it's really mm-hmm. hard, I want to go do it. Right. But last thing, but as we wind down, what advice would you have for, you know, the listeners that are, that are saying to themselves, look, I want to get into competition barbecue. I don't want to start backyard. I want to go all in on pro. What are some good pointers that you've learned along the way that might be helpful for them? I would say same thing with business or anything else. Mm-hmm. Find somebody successful and make friends with them. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? Take them to lunch, uh, go out Thursday night or Friday night when nobody's doing anything and say, hey, can I tag along? You know, um, just find somebody successful and tag along because just in conversation, not even asking, because some people have a hard time asking because of a secret or whatever. But I found just in conversation with other cooks that I learn things like, for instance, one that comes to mind was a friend of mine, Alan Johnson. We were talking to Bill with Triple H and he says that he cooks his chicken and then he trims the bottom before he dunks it in the sauce. And you know, just something that simple made a made a better bite for us because the judge is not getting that loose piece of skin in their mouth we had good bite through but the bottom we don't pay attention to the bottom right people a lot of great cooks will season that bottom more or just as much as they season the top or differently i've heard of some cooks putting a garlic jalapeno on the back of a rib and putting finishing dust on the top of a rib. Just to, when they bite into it, you got flavors that are stacked. And that does something to, to your taste. You know, you say, hmm, that's different. That's good. But yeah, I would say make friends with somebody successful and just listen. You ain't even got to ask. But a great cook wants to talk about barbecue. Um, you know, that's that's what they do, you know, that, that's their, that's what they do. They think about it. I mean, I'm sitting here, I got notes here. I've got, I'm at my office now. I mean, this came today and, you know, it's just something you love to do. And, you know, I love talking about it. And that's a, that's a great point and a powerful way to wind down the show. And again, for our listeners, we're talking to Kenny O'Shields, Pitmaster, one-eyed pig barbecue team out of Union, South Carolina. Take some time. Check him out on Facebook. Um, Are you on Instagram as well, Kenny? I am, but not as much as Facebook. So definitely take some time. Follow him on Facebook. Check out his sponsors, Atlanta Barbecue Store. They're great folks. Heath Riles makes some great rubs, great injections. Check those out as well. And uh, Kenny, enjoy the conversation, sir. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you so much for listening to Barbecue for Newbies. Make sure to share this episode with a buddy who's looking to get into barbecue. Follow us for more on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And last but not least, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Chat with you next time.